Their goal is to bring you a podcast that sounds more like everyone else than anyone else. We need to accept the fact that we are like every other podcast. We want to be special, but we're not quite there yet. It's the Zenial Odyssey Podcast with Remy and Bobby Rocks. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We're Welcome back on the Zenial Odyssey podcast. Bobby Rocks and Remy here, as always, on another hot day at the end of the summer, sweating our tits off. Sweating our man titties off. Titties. All right. So I feel like perhaps we should talk about... Idiocracy? Yeah. I feel like, you know, me and Bob have been talking about this for a while, and this is a conversation we've been having for a long time now, but... We used to joke when the movie Idiocracy came out that it really felt like a satire of where America was going, and now we're there. Yeah, and we're here. So, yep. although we'd much prefer Terry Crews to be our president over any of the options that we have. Yes, yes. And I want to make that very clear. Remy said Terry Crews, not Ted Cruz. Yeah, no, Jesus <laughs> Christ. No, no, no. Please do not confuse him. No. We won't necessarily use this as a platform to give you our political ideals, but I think it's more just a open discussion about how... A hilariously out there film making fun of the country now seems like a documentary. Yeah. So I don't know. What do you? Um. So what we can what we can do is we can give the little background on Idiocracy. It was made by Mike Judge. For people who don't know, famously, who made? Oh, hey, Beavis. Yes, Beavis and Butthead. What are you doing, Butthead? King Shut of up. King of the Hill and Office Space. And I think y'all are forgetting he invented Daria. And I know he didn't do the show, but she was a well, character he, he, from... Yeah, he created the character. Yeah, Never forget. Never never forget Daria. Yeah. Uh, I watch that every now and then with my wife, by the way. It's oddly charming. Yeah. Yes. So let's give, the back, let's give a little bit of background on idiocracy here. So essentially, the army is testing like a time deprivation... Uh, chamber and they find the most average yeah just like the most average military personnel guy they can who's played by luke wilson yeah yeah uh, uh, the librarian from the army <laughs> mm-hmm. and they can't find anybody as average as him so they find a prostitute yeah yeah and they they basically talk to her pimp and they get her they get her in the capsule and the capsule's supposed to be closed for like a year right yeah yeah and then but... they, they lose funding and then they just forget about it and it's closed <laughs> for like 500 years or something <laughs> So, you know, you have the classic story of almost like the caveman out of time, almost like Encino Man, but differently. Oh, Encino Man, I love that movie. So you wake up in a society that you don't understand at all. But the funny thing about Idiocracy is like the society he wakes up in was 100% satirical and, and sort of making fun of the society of the time. But now if you look at it with the pop-up ads and the branded advertisement yep. and the targeted ads... And the fucking shows that are just people getting hit in their balls. It's all there. Does anybody remember there was there was the guy on YouTube, the dude you just got punched and then kicked in the nuts? It came out right after right after Idiox. He yeah. saw an interesting market yeah, and he cornered it. He saw the opportunity and he fucking took it. But it's funny because they come out of it and you know, the first impression is it's just what? Just trash and crap and 
dumb people. Opulence. Yeah, it's a celebration of stupid people. Yes. And it's oh man, I almost like I almost wanna do we should do a live um watch maybe one day. That um, would be fun. Can I give a little this is to me this I don't know about I don't know if you were aware of this, but I want to give a little background to uh idiocracy. Okay. And what I mean by that is if we think about it, it is the modern day with the modern day media, it's the modern day's take on Brave New World and the time machine. Oh, I like yeah. it. If you think about it, they're both about dystopian futures. Yeah. Where there's uh there's a class system and then there's de-evolution. Um, because they're they're both not exactly the same. It takes from both of them, yeah. but it gives it a modern day satirical spin. Because those weren't those weren't satire, those were more like science fiction, like scary about Predictive. what could happen. Yeah. 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 And I think that, you know, I think Mike Judge sort of took from all of that. Yeah. But I also think that I, the thing I'd love to talk to him about one day is the things he picked to stand out as being just the most insane things in idiocracy are mirrored now in a lot of yeah, ways. Yeah, yeah. And I almost wonder if he was just, in other words, does he look at it now as, oh, wow, I was a little bit of a prophet about this shit. Or does he just take it with a grain of salt? I've always found that really interesting, you know? Because he was ahead of it with all his movies. His... I would argue Office Space set the tone for The yeah, Office. Yeah. Yep. Just like, come on, man. And anybody who ever worked in an office saw that movie. That is my life. He's so interesting is that he makes these films that are so unique, but it's like, he, yeah, he's, he's a zeitgeist dude. He's on the I fucking was, zeitgeist. I was going to use zeitgeist because, I, because to, to jump off your point, he can make movies that are relevant in the present and yet they speak to a future they predict future and then they're relevant. Uh, Idiocracy is 15 years, 16 years old now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's relevant. And you want to know it's crazy, man? So so I had an, uh, when I had my website, I had a contest, which was whoever pitches me the best article, I'll write that article and give you writer's credit. Yeah. And I remember the name of the dude, Fabian. And he was like, a lot of people sent in really interesting. Beyond ideas. his name. That's a fantastic name. Right? Yeah. Um, my name is Fabian and I'm. This is my article pitch. Yeah. And he was like, how about the fact that idiocracy came true? And this was in 2013. And it's so funny now. And I wrote it. It's essentially going to mirror what we're saying now. But what's funny is somehow that movie only becomes more pertinent. Like I yeah. think watching the, pre the presidency of the film. Camacho. Yeah, and like the thing about it, okay, we can say it. And again, we're not going to tell you who, where we lean or anything, but that seriously felt like a blueprint for Trump. And Cruz's presidency felt a lot like Trump's, just bravado and telling interviewers to shut up. Yep, and like yep. the one difference is Cruz was brandishing his guns. You know what I mean? That was the one pressing difference. But you watch it now and it's like, it's funny, but it's a little scary. It's at a point right now where it's like, oh, because when does this stop? Like you yeah. said, when does the de-evolution stop? So I think it's a good time to uh, take a break, play, play a song. And when we come back, we can kind of, I want to backtrack a little bit because to me, it all starts with Reagan. Oh, what what yeah. we're talking about all starts with Reagan and it everything really, that went wrong it, in this country. And it really picks up steam uh, towards the you know, 2010s, 2020, what we're talking about with the Trump presidency. Yeah. So as always, we're going to, we'll come back, we'll jump off and we'll welcome you all back for another episode of The Odyssey. Here we go.
So you want me to just jump off about uh, my Reagan take that I talked about before the break? Yeah, I mean that. Okay. You know, I think what's funny is we have a few discussions that go back to Reagan because that was the beginning of. Um... You have to. Well, you have to start with with Reagan because Reagan was the first person elected to office who was not a lifetime politician. Yeah. He was an actor. So what's the benefit of for an actor? Especially when you're doing debates and when speeches, you're doing all this stuff. Speeches. Stage presence. Uh, scripts. All this stuff. Yeah. Knowing what to say. Charisma. Charisma. You name it. All this stuff. He he ran on a platform. I've joked about it on another episode we did. He, Do you know he's the one who made the Make America Great Again? Wow. Slogan. No, I didn't. No yes, shit. Yes, in 1979. Wow. He took advantage of Jimmy Carter who... If, whether you think he was a bad president or not, the dude had a lot of stuff happen during his four years of presidency, which were stuff that were tough to deal with. It created, it, it led into a recession that our country went in. So we're in the dumps as a country. And here's, again, an actor coming on here with their charisma saying, listen, we need to get back to 1950s values and we need to make America great again. Yeah. And that was, um, you know, for a lot of people, Reaganomics, you know, that was the true shift from yep. hippie into yuppie. Yep. And he was like, yep. yo, let's fucking do this. Let's just like Nixon said, let's put anybody who even smokes a joint in jail, especially if they're black. Let's fucking yep. make it so that rich people have far more opportunities. Let's basically Reagan was like, you know what? I like how this works, but let's make it into a caste system. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you know what? Because, you know, people, you know, and you know, you probably know his, uh, his cabinet was like, I don't know, President Reagan, That's, that, could, that could probably not go over well, calling it a caste system. Well, how about Reaganomics? Yeah. How about a new world order yeah, like yeah. it is? Yeah. Uh, so we have President Trickle Clinton. down theory. Get the fuck out of here. By the way, so I'll skip over uh, the first George H.W. Bush, his, his vice president, Reagan's vice president, who became president when Reagan came out of office in 88. And we're going to skip over that because we're going to go right to Clinton because Clinton ran on a similar thing. Just he was a Democrat. Yeah. You know, famously, what was it on? Um, Johnny Carson or Letterman where he went and played the saxophone? Oh, bro, that was Arsenio Hall. Was that Arsenio Hall? Yeah. All right. So, yeah, there, there's a 43-year-old man playing to Gen X, playing to Gen X. And and let, let's be honest, he was very self-aware that he looked very honky doing it. But that was the point. Well, yeah, he was playing. And also, I, ha I have to say that the, the, what stood out to me about that. That's why in remembering the platform is very important is because it was his appeal to black voters. Yeah. He was on a too. black show that was cool as hell. Arsenio was unlike any other talk show ever. Since. It was, yeah, either or. It was so casual. That's so informative. Um, but yeah, everybody in the world was like, who's this motherfucker? It was the best way you could possibly introduce at the time yep. a presidential person. Because again, what people got to understand too Reagan, for me, when I look back now, is like, oh, Reagan is when it stopped being about politics and started being about pageantry. When mm -hmm. we realized the yep. presidents are literally actors who are just repeating shit. That's well, it. To, to me, it's it's about it. They, they, they became just talking heads. Exactly. Yep. And I think, but they didn't become it. They always were, but our parents didn't know it. Uh, always, always were. I, I know what you're saying. I, I would say probably around the post Kennedy. Yeah, I would I would actually say yeah, Kennedy Kennedy is is when they really started to take advantage of uh television. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so now let's let's keep skipping ahead in time and we get to uh when Trump when Obama's going to leave office and we have Trump. Trump has done the apprentice. He's he's already a another performer. He's already this guy who is 10 times over a billionaire 
businessman and all that. I know I talked to people I were friends with who voted for him in 16 and they said like, we need a businessman in the office. And it's like, oh, okay. how'd that go? Yeah. But, but I, I was kind of one of those people that's like, well, okay, but be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Cause you might get it. Um, so then we get to the Trump presidency and it's built on, again, building up that 1980 slogan, make America great again. And everything that falls under the banner of that is, let's control women in marriage again. But well, let's. I don't think it's necessarily like Trump is was sitting there saying these things. But there was a group of fragile, toxic men that were waiting Attaching for something that it. were waiting for someone to give them their platform back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's how they and that's how they did it. That wasn't his go- like that wasn't his his vision. I'll be fair to him and say that's not that wasn't his vision. But there was there was a group of people just waiting for someone like him. Yeah, and it was interesting, yep. too, because, you know, and again, this is not something we can really breach too deeply, but, you know, the, the correlation between the QAnon conspiracy and Trump fans, you know, mm. there are a lot of people who really felt like the new administration was going to stop sexual trafficking and stuff like that. And then, so there was this weird, untrue dialogue that was being yep. followed. Then when it never happened, people just kind of stopped talking about it. No one admitted they were wrong. And... The thing that really kind of just boggles my mind about it, about how mind-numbing he was as a as the leader of the United States, yeah, was because he's had the slow. I want to make something very clear. When Reagan said, "Let's make America great again," he then said how he wanted to do it. When Trump said things, he, he just left it to you. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna make America great again. It's, you're gonna love it. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be the greatest thing since greatness was great. Yeah, yeah, it's the greatest of all greats. You know, he's he he lived off of a platform of just uh, buzzwords without anything behind them. Yeah, and that really speaks to idiocracy right there. That really is where the lines in right there. Yeah, that's a good Ho- call. Hollowness in what is said. Figure pageantry. Pageantry. Yep. I once, I once, I don't want to make this about, I don't want to make it like a Trump uh, yeah, episode, yeah, we should, episode we should. but I do want to want to say this because I, this, and this is how I'm going to tie it back into a big theme of idiot, yeah, idiocracy. Yeah. yeah. So I once talked to a friend and they said, have you heard this from people? I don't know yet. He's an out, he's an outsider and he's going to change yeah, things. Yeah, of course. Out. That was the whole argument. And do you know what my response to them is? How is a billionaire fucking who is a lobbyist. Yeah. yeah. How, is, How is someone who's been a lobbyist since 1972, who is, who has paid millions upon millions of dollars to every single political party to, to get his influence in his way to where he not is a part of the system. Yeah. And you know what looks like it? And for no lack of camera, you can't see it. Oh yeah. Because that's the truth. And then again, cognitive dissonance kicks in. Well, he's still going to make America. But when, I'm not asking you about that. I'm, I'm asking, bringing them back to it. Yeah, like, well, no, 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 no. Yeah, that's fine. That's great. We can talk about that. But we were talking about, you said he was an outsider and I showed you an example of how he's not. not. And I, I, you know, I'm at a point now where we've had one true outsider that we could have voted for named Bernie. And I think that anytime there has been someone who's been on the cusp they don't have a chance now. Well, well, I'll go. I'll go. I'll be completely honest. And until the end of days, I'm going to vote libertarian, because uh, not not because I'm a contrarian, but because. So when people ask me in 2020, who'd you vote for? I said I voted for Joe Jorgensen, not Biden. Nice. He loves to <laughs> yeah, trick people. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. But but if you actually read some of the stuff, I knew she had a snowball's chance in hell. Um, but if you read some of the stuff she ran on, it was like. It was actually pretty revolutionary stuff, which means it had no chance in hell of ever, yeah, that's ever the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. So anyway, 
I bring that up because, like, let's take President Camacho. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he was really, he was also, he took advantage of his fame and his wealth that came with that fame to become president. And then he oversees things because he's dumb, <laughs> like, much like President Trump. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I, the delay wasn't me building a suspense I burped. Uh, but we had the, the irrigation thing in Idiocracy, right? Yeah. They were figuring out what was wrong and then... Joe figures out what's wrong is that they're they're basically poisoning the plants. And so he figures out, why don't we just do this? But if they do that, then all of the conglomerates that run the FDA and everything will lose money. So then he's vilified and he's almost put to death. Yeah. And so like the, I think the irony there and what sets him apart is he actually he ends up actually being a decent fucking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The most average person in the early 21st century becomes yeah. the, uh, the, moral, the moral compass and the genius of the 26th century or whatever. But I bring that up because how different is that than what we have today? As far as conglomerates basically Ruling. Now granted that's satire and do am I saying that they own that they own our government? No, but they do. They own chunks of it for sure. <laughs> they they do but they don't if people are understanding what I'm saying. Yeah. Like is there any paper trail that they own it? No, but they give enough lobbying money to get what they want. They get what they want. Money. Yeah. And so let me ask you a question. Sure. Then. And it kind of maybe like brings us around. So how tell people how idiocracy ends and tell us how we can end our story differently. So as he's about to be put to death, yeah, they figure out that what he what he recommended worked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then they go and tell Camacho and Camacho pardons him. And then they have this really like heartfelt, like, oh yeah. And then when Camacho's term ends, he's elected president. And him and the prostitute have a family and they have very intelligent children. And that restarts everything. Yeah. Restarts the cycle. One thing we skipped, oh, one thing we skipped over that's very important is over those 500 years that they were frozen, uh, intellectual people stopped having kids. Oh, yeah. And that's such a prediction. Yeah. Because you know what? Like I, I did. So just so you know, Rem, I wrote down all this shit at home when I was thinking about how to kind of formulate my thoughts for the episode. And one thing I said is like, I don't view myself as an overly like intelligent person. I view myself as in the range of average intelligent people. Yeah. Uh, I think that's good, but I kind of sit there and go, well, I mean, <laughs> like with the world we kind of got going on, like, is this the world I want to bring a life into? No, I know that's yeah. always been my argument. It yeah. has. It's like, and, and you're seeing, um, young couples now are not having kids. They're enjoying, they're going on they're vacations. They're having plants and pets. Yep. Pets are the new kids. Kids are the new exotic pets. <laughs> or, no one can afford. Or those pesky ones. They just start podcasts. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Oh, so yeah, we have intelligent people stop having kids. We have the dumb people who just breed and breed and breed. Yeah, and they breed. because they think it's going to solve shit. And the gene pool just becomes oversaturated with the dumb. And then when they get into the 25th century, I mean, it's yeah, we we have Camacho. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, yeah. we've we've been worse off. But yeah, it's just really interesting if people haven't seen it and to check it out and to note all the little subtle things that are so freakishly similar. I mean, from the entertainment we consume to the food we consume. Yeah, the consumerism. Yeah, yep. it just that's what drives everything. And look at it now, you know? I was mm-hmm. fucking, you're watching a fucking movie now and they're like holding up a dozen Dunkin' Donuts and shit. It's just strange. So I know I made that parallel between Brave New World and The Time Machine. Yeah. Uh, that is that is a apples to apples logical transition from them, the main theme of the of idiocracy. Yeah. 
a lesser theme, the consumerism, that is a that is a very that's along the same vein as the Truman Show. Yeah. 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 You know, the idea that everything can be monetized and yep. But I mean, you know, modern society half the TikToks you watch are secretly monetized. Well, yeah, that's the that's the point of doing. That's the point of doing. You know, yeah. and it's like we get the likes, get your brand out there, get the endorsements. Get the money. But at what point are we like, we need to stop because look where we're heading. I mean, that's, that's, I realize it's so cliche, but dude. Well, I mean, do you want me to, I mean, naysayer of naysayers, like negative of negative here. Uh, yeah, say what you feel. Yeah. We, you and I say, where does that end? Where do you think are the people who run the country or run the world? What do you think they're saying? Keep going. Yeah. No. See how far it'll go. Go down that rabbit hole. See how deep it is. Yeah. Let's see what because people allow. Because, because you know what? Another theme of that, of everything we mentioned, Brave New World, the Time Machine—not not so much the Time Machine, more Brave New World, idiocracy. The the other big theme that emerges from that is when you have a complacent society. Oh, of course, that's the yeah, biggest that's problem. Mind, that's all. mindless. Don't give a fuck. You do whatever you whatever you want, and that's where we. And that again, tying it to the modern times, that's the problem with things like Facebook. That's the problem with things like social media. The spreading of misinformation. Yep. And just so people realize, we're, we're only like eight or nine months away from the whistleblower from Facebook going on 60 Minutes and saying that she was a part of creating an algorithm uh, where purposefully things against your views were filtered to your thing to help divide, to help create traction, traction, but also divide people. Yeah. I mean, listen, man, I've been working on SEO for fucking 15 years at this point, And it's like, um, just get people to it. Just get people to the shit. That's yep. all they care about. It doesn't have to necessarily be right. It doesn't have to, you know? And so, yeah, we're at a crux right now. Listen, we all know this is some circle to drain shit for society. It is. Yeah. Whether or not it's 500 years, 5,000, 500,000. Or 15. Yeah. No, but I mean, that's fair. Like, we don't know at this point, but we just know when movies that are, make, are literally satirical and supposed to be funny become super realistic that society needs to reevaluate. Yeah, you know, and, and people go, oh, but like if people say things, I love this. This is my always my devil's advocate to people when they say things like, oh, but it's like so over the top and stupid and all that and it's not real. It's like, oh, yeah, you know what else was like that? The dictator. Yeah, with I, fucking Charlie Chaplin. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yep. Or modern times. Yeah. Yep. These, yeah, people think of Charlie Chaplin as the silent film uh, stooge. Oh, no, and, and they genius. forget, and they forget the 1940s when, yeah, he. It's one of the best speeches in yeah, that movie. It ever. is one of the best uh, monologues in film, yeah. in cinema history. Yes, and I bring that up because, like, I'm a big, I am a big history buff, and I remember in school, all the people be like, "Why do we have to learn about history? History is so fucking stupid. It's so boring." And I know so we don't repeat it. I know it. Yeah, thank you. And I know it's cliche. And a lot of my teachers would say that. But guess what? Yeah, we learn about it. So we learn from the mistakes of the past. Yeah. That's why I kind of I'm I I always kind of I'm fifty fifty on like the tearing down of statues and things like that because yes, it there it like let's use the statues in the south. Yeah, some of, of those represent of Confederate, of Confederate uh, yeah. generals and everything. At the same time, yes, it represents a side that was for keeping slavery as keeping bondage and free labor. Yeah. At the same time, shouldn't we have some of that stand so somebody can ask 
the the innocent question like well, who is that and all that and we can get it to this is how yeah, you, you got to remember monsters it. too yeah exactly because my my fear with my fear with the can because I see that as cancel culture too yeah like but my fear with things like that is that if we erase it then we will repeat we'll it. forget it yeah yes yeah I agree um I don't, I don't really know where else we can. We can I think we it. made our points, man. I we do. think we made our points. Yeah. yeah. Is, is it so much that we made our points, or is it just that it's hot as? <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not at the most highest fucking functioning now. <sighs> I did not predict this today. Has you? Has you? Is it? Is it the real, that? I'm just wondering if your if your mohawk has always been that purple. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm lacking more like blood a, like flow. A thermostat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think we made our point. And, you know, the thing about us is we'll rewatch it in a month and remember new points. And we can fucking always add to whatever so, we want to say. But that's always the that's always the point, too. And you know what? Well, I don't know about you, but I'll, I'll read over Brave New World and The Time Machine. And I will watch both Time Machines because there were two. There are two Time Machine yeah, movies. Yeah. Uh, was it Guy Pierce? Yep. Yeah. Great actor. Great yeah, actor, by the way. Weird role, but great actor. Yeah. 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 We- weird role. Great actor. Post Memento. He just I'm sorry. He just did not get the roles he deserved. No, no, he didn't. You think about him right before Memento? Yeah. Like LA Confidential? Yeah. He started strong. It's hard to keep up when yeah. it's that good out of the gate. Wasn't that uh Chris Nolan's first movie? Which first one? Big movie? Memento? Hollywood. Memento. Um like his first big release. That's a really good question. I don't want to say like first movie, but was his first big release? I wanna say yes, but I feel like I I don't feel comfortable enough saying it. I think they're one what was it before? No, I'm thinking, see, I'm thinking of Pi, but that's Aronofsky. Yeah. Yeah. But that was the one. Yeah. That was the movie that literally everyone was like, what the fuck? Yeah. All right. So that tangent over, that's, that's our episode on Idiocracy. A little bit short today, but whatever. Uh, so I, I don't know about Rem, but I feel like I did what I always do and I pissed off both sides. But yeah, just, uh, you know. Tell us what you feel. Yeah. Tell us what you think. If you think this was dumb, tell us. If you think it was smart, tell us. Either way. You know, if nothing else, if nothing else, it's in, it's an interesting subject to breach and explore. Yes. So we encourage you guys all to to do it too. Yep. If you haven't seen the movie, watch it and ask yourself: Does this feel like it was just made? Does this feel like it was the 2016 to 2020 presidency yeah. of, of Trump? Uh, and I would say yes, just for one image alone. When he had when he had the police and his uh, secret service clear a street of peaceful protesters so we could go pose with an upside down Bible in front of a, a burned out church. <laughs> and also the, the car with the guns too. But this, yeah, this yeah. is one of those subjects we talk about for days, but check the movie out. Tell us what you think. Hit us up on some forum and, and talk to us. Yep. Yeah. All right. And uh, until the next time, everybody take care. Odyssey podcast. Remy and Bobby Rocks discuss Jeffrey Dahmer. 
Ooh. Do you think there was a part of him that was lashing out against his homosexuality? Was his father just, were they just dissecting things or were they even like taxidermy? He had no real friends. There were people who thought he was weird and they would have him do weird shit yeah, like he was funny faces. He was an object. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Think about this perfect storm of stuff. He's struggling with sexuality in Midwestern America in Wisconsin or Ohio. He has developmentally delayed from other people. Oh, He's sure. lived alienated. He has lack of attachments. He has already building rejections and then the most, the biggest rejection of all. But there's a part of me like, this shit's really a fucking disease. Like how it acts. We've crossed the frontier where we, when we see these signs in kids, we have specialized treatment places that can intervene. Because yes, the rule of thumb is the earlier we intervene, the better the outcome. Yeah. And now we start, we're starting to have research with adults. Find the XOP on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, our Facebook page, or YouTube.